Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And for this episode, we have a very special treat in store, don't we, Helen? We do. We've got not one, but two amazing women, Ellie. Yes, we've got the Hotbed Collective. Woo! Which does make you sound, I think, a bit like you supported Colour Me Bad on tour in 1992. But in fact, what are you, the Hotbed Collective? The Hotbed Collective, um, well, we're a collective of women, um, us two being at the helm of it. Such a big collective. And so, yes. (laughs) But in theory, we are a collective of lots of women all over the world who want everyone to have more orgasms. Uh Ideally not. But not immediately. Not right now. In their own time, yes. In a couple of hours' time, because they are going to make you have really good orgasms, not just with their words, but with their hot tips and their book and their podcast. Exactamundo. I think this is a good podcast. I was going to say for women, but for everybody, because everybody needs to know about female pleasure. Everybody needs to know about wanking off and porn (laughs) and toys and clitorises. And all those things that I'm very comfortable talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you listed them so naturally. <laughs> Wanking off, I think. Wanking off is a good, strong one to start with, yes. And now you're literally rubbing your own face with and your thumb. clitorises, the plural of clitoris. I mean, wouldn't you have thought it'd be clitori, but it isn't. Clitoris. Oh, clitorati. Oh, clitorati. clitorati. Yeah. I like In the that. Party. Yes. I thought it was clitoris. Is it not? Is it not? <laughs> yes. That sounds so, like a little bunch of islands. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to the clitoris this summer. <laughs> It's interesting that you use the word wanking, because that's probably... I, I wouldn't necessarily always associate that with women. So I still... I always think with wanking, I always get... Masturbation, I always think more is more women. Oh, but, is it? Well, it isn't. There's no, there's no law in okay. place that says you have to say that. But it's just interesting. As soon as you say wanking, I mm. see a hand going up and down a shaft. And oh, that's well, wow. you haven't seen how big my kick is. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have had those stitches after birth. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we've kicked off. It's been a strong start, lads. I'm not going to lie. We're just, we're just doing synonyms now. Kicking off with a wanking off. But let's, why don't you introduce yourselves individually so we, the listener can get an idea of who's telling them about wanking. Okay, well, I'm, I'm Anarchy, um, and Leith and I founded um, The Hotbed together, and I'm a writer and I work in marketing, and I guess that's me, really. Mainly writing, actually, so sort of that's that's kind of how we met, and blogging, and that whole sphere of stuff, and the Instagram crowd. Mm. Yeah. And Cherry Healy is our fellow co-founder. Yeah. So we'd met at a Christmas party, which was a bit dooming, because it was kind of full of women that no one knew each other, and right. so it was kind of that awkward standing around with a glass of champagne. I was at that. I think you might have been I there. did some stand-up there, I remember. You did, you yeah. did, because you had a bra with lights and things on it, I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. We were probably the Classy highlights. Classy lady. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. It was a very, so- yeah, it was a bit awkward, and then what was interesting is that women started, as they had more booze, to talk about their lack of sex, um, and it was quite an eye-opener, I think, for me, because I'd looked at a lot of these women and I'd sort of thought, God, they're really attractive. They've obviously got brilliant relationships. They've got kids. They've I got would, careers. that sort of thing. I yeah. would. Mm. Yeah. And then there was this kind of cat out of the bag where people were like, Do you know what, we haven't done it for six months. Or we haven't done it for a year or we just haven't done it at all. And as soon as that came out, that's when it started to feel like a topic that people could talk about. And we found generally that the minute that you give people permission, people just want to lay it all on the line in terms mm. of lack of sex or bad sex or 
wanking off wanking off <laughs> masturbation um isn't it it's, it's kind of it's a real topic but i think you almost need to know it's no good being with somebody i mean helen you might be like this where everyone goes oh i have an amazing sex life i have sex three or four times a day and i'm mm. perfectly satisfied all the time that's probably less the kind of person nobody's nobody to. has ever said that to me like, <laughs> ever in my whole life um but yeah it is i think it's one of those things that i mean it's in everyone's thoughts, but there's a there's an element of shame about it, and there's you know there's lots of layers about why we feel the way we do about mm. sex. But it isn't I mean, and essentially, you just can't talk about it down at the coffee shop, can we, or, or at the school gates? It is it is quite a private but matter. You have to be really careful because I think you have to be in a trusted space. So mm. before we kicked off, you were talking about WhatsApp groups, and I think if you were doing the local school mums you probably wouldn't say, oh, I've just had a really good masturbation session upstairs while watching Peaky Blinders. I mean, you could do. But <laughs> You've given me so many ideas. <laughs> but you might. I've wanked myself blind to Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Killian Murphy. <laughs> oh, oh, I've gone north. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had it shaved in the same way as, as his haircut. I've got to I'm only on series one so I've literally like I've been salivating we were just talking about it on the way Both in kinds. and I think the very first episode I wasn't even aware that this man existed and I was literally like Killian Murphy no oh, I mean, I've seen him in the distance in various adverts or films and things, but I, I saw <laughs> so him on the telly man, and I was like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd always been mad at 28 Days Later. I Let's think. just list all the films. Oh, the bit where he has to chop off his own arm. That's a great one. Is he in that? Yeah. Mm. What, where the man gets trapped in the rocks? Yeah, that's him. That's not him. Is that him? him? No, that's James Falco. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> great shot. Thank you. will never go out with you now. Because we're in real divisive times now, and either you'll leave or you'll remain, or you're this or you're that. But the one thing I think we can all unite on is Killian Murphy. And like, <laughs> weirdly, when we put him on our Instagram, like he just gets he reels in the likes. People just oh, love him. Whatever. It's one of your brand pillars now. <laughs> oh, he really is. Exactly. Every fourth square. Killian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was. He's we good. went through a series of in the beginning of. Um, it was John Travolta, who's another... He, I mean, there's kind of guilty pleasures, I guess, and John Travolta was one of them. Before then, he went all Scientology. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. kind of more on his kind of Saturday Night Fever sort of days. Tight slacks. And then Kevin Bacon, actually, is another oh. one. I think there's a whole thing around retro 80s Oh, I love his films. E.E. Oh, I've got one. Tom Selleck. Oh, yes. the we things that man could do, him. that moustache. <laughs> shorty yes. shorts, though. Yeah. yeah. And Michael J. Fox was another one, Back to the Future. For If you kind of grew up in that era, he was probably a bit of a lust object. Uh, John Cusack for me. Yeah. He's my little widey. Oh, yeah. George Michael, God bless him. Not that he'd be interested in the likes of us. <laughs> <laughs> Just for Especially our own pleasure. No, no. So we do this on our Instagram I'd take Ridgely, quite honestly. Oh, when I'm we were on... Um, so when we did our Instagram, before we did a podcast or anything, we did just occasionally post up a picture of a hot man. And whilst it sounds a little bit like the female equivalent of page three. It was just sometimes, I think, quite nice for our friends and our followers who were just having a quite a shit day and open up Instagram for a bit of escapism. And instead of always seeing perfect interiors and all this mm. idyllic fashion and whatever and travel, they were just seeing someone quite attractive. Mm. It's sort of quite a nice little pop, you know, in pop little blip in the matrix of like, oh, I am, you know, a sexual person again. I'm making it all sound quite well, credible when it was just a load of pervish. <laughs> Perfectly, perfectly nice thing to do. But it's nice to remind yourself that you can be sexual, I think. And that's sort of where it all started, was that we started writing about parenting, or I think in Cherry's case, she was just writing about body confidence. And it does all lead back to this area of sexuality, which is so often forgotten. And so we started the, the Instagram, and then the book came off the back of that, because we're just basically fairly normal women, and like on paper, and we've sort of forgotten that side of ourselves and especially mm. after having kids because you've got you know maybe a birth injury or like pelvic floor issues just and knackered knackered mm. and the hormones 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 <laughs> the hormones like the yeah. hormones yes. the hormones. <laughs> yeah um they just are making you well i just didn't recognize myself mm. and i didn't recognize my relationship anymore and i just sort of really genuinely thought i will never have sex again mm. i don't want to i don't want to want to i'm just fine you know i'm not fine i'm mm. like very in a state of, of kind of crisis and how did your partner cope with that oh, information he oh he loved it didn't he no he just he he kind of he would just pick these really bad moments as well and I think the communication really broke down because he'd sort of come over and like 
kiss me when I was like, but can't you see all of those, like, you know, can't you see that crying baby over there? You know, it was sort of like, are you kidding me? Misjudged. Really yeah, misjudged. Yeah. But but then I realised there's literally never a good moment because I'm always like completely exhausted. My to-do list is really long and I feel shit and I actually just don't feel like ever initiating it myself. And I started to look into like, well, why is that? Mm. And I realised all of these things, like about the pelvic floor, about hormones. You know, I think I was breastfeeding at the time and that really kills your libido. Sleep deprivation completely kills your sex drive, completely. Mm. And that's one of the things we always say to people that message us to go like, I don't want it anymore. Or I do, but my partner doesn't. And we're like, well, how's your sleep? Because sleep deprivation is a really, really big deal, you know, to when it comes to wanting to feel good about yourself. There can be a sense that you feel that it's another thing. Because we all have very busy lives and you kind of, if you've got if you've got kids or not but if you're kind of working and you're trying to keep fit or have a healthy diet and have a good social life and have a nice house and climb the ladder and be creative and do all these other things sex just becomes another thing that you have to kind of do and I think like people deworming the dog yes, yes. it's just <laughs> another thing it's kind of another thing and lower, especially if you've lower been down in, than that yeah, yeah. yeah. if you've been in a long term relationship you know you kind of learn that that desire is no longer sort of bubbling away inside you, unless you're very lucky, actually, and there are people who have that. Um, but you, you kind of, you have to work at it, I think. And mm. um, I think that's quite a relief to kind of realise that most people who are in long-term relationships are having to work at it or are parking it for a bit or are just thinking, actually, you know, this isn't naturally... Because I think so much of the TV programmes, interesting we talk about that, it shows sex as being very spontaneous and very sort of... I mean, if you look at... I was watching the episode where um, they first get it on together. Um, Which one? Peaky Blinders. Um, the two central characters. I can't even remember their names now. But I was, I was watching that and I was thinking so much of the sex you see on TV is very romanticised you know it's really kind of like oh I love it when they just clear a table with one arm well I was doing this thing because she's on top and she's kind of I'm doing a gesturing of somebody moving up and down astride someone else you don't know if you're stroking a doner kebab I know (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking for your normal woman who's probably had a baby quite recently that particular position is kind of a little bit out of the question in Mm. terms of how deep someone might be penetrating you or even just how athletic you are Mm. in terms of getting on top of somebody else and then sort of pumping up and down or there was one, another one where I saw there's sex up against the wall is another popular thing you see in films or on a counter <laughs> oh yes um, or, you know sort of in the kitchen sort of someone spontaneously and, and these are often couples that have been together for a long time and I'm always aware of the fact that when you're in a couple you're often watching a lot of sex on TV and there's that kind of awkward moment where you're kind of like it's almost like you're watching sex with your dad or something because you're kind of like, oh, we haven't had sex in a while. And we're now yeah. we're watching this couple having really hot sex. And that's usually the part where your partner will go out and instead of having sex, it'll be like, oh, I'll go and get the uh, Monster Munch or, you know, I'll go and get those uh, Doritos that you love so much. And yeah. Eat those. But there's kind of an awkward moment because it's a reminder that you're not having the kind of sex that you see on TV. And that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. especially don't. I think going back to when you've like when it's the first time you've had sex after you've had a baby like mm. that's for me that was a big thing. Like we waited like six months I think, mm. and then like and I think we did it because yeah he was born in June, and then I think we did it on New Year's Eve. That was like <laughs> that, that we were like that's romantic. Fireworks. Uh, but because it was not romantic at all because I so I'd had an episiotomy and all of that and been stitched mm. back up and I was all right but by that point but I was like. It's still mm. like, you know, it's you're like, right, off we go. And it's mm. like, it's mm. like when you have to get out of the car and guide them into backing into a parking mm. space. You know, you're like, right, bit to the <laughs> left, bit to the left. No, slowly, slowly. No, careful. No, you bash the wing mirror. Bash the wing mirror. Um, and yeah. isn't it always, and I don't know, if you're, if you're in an NCT group or have friends that have babies, it's like such a watershed moment where you can talk about sex with them. Because I remember I was in an NCT group with this lovely indiscreet gossipy American and like literally the first time we met up with the baby she was like so who's had sex yet and I was like floored that she'd asked us but I was actually did want to talk about it and I was like no 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 like literally so not my priority at the moment but for her it was like no I need to like get the show back <laughs> get the show back on the road and it was such a great chat and now when we do the heartbed we're kind of like always having these chats with people which is so nice because I think people sometimes just want to talk and not always be like oh yeah it's brilliant and we're swinging from the chandeliers but just sometimes like you just say oh it's a bit painful or it's just a bit awkward like you know if you were filming the average couple having sex it might be just a sort of sleepy spooning action and it's not I think you often just see this 
very outrageous sort of stuff. Whereas, as you be together, flights, everyone's nudie. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. So, like you know, I mean, I know that sometimes no one's wearing keeping, socks. No, exactly <laughs> socks or an old dressing gown or or any of that stuff. And I yeah. think the other thing is we were kind of aware of the fact that a lot of the advice in this area tends to be quite cliched. So mm. it's always like. Why don't you go on a date night? You know, go and put on some special yeah, underwear. Why don't you go and get a pencil skirt out and yeah. put a little bit of fragrance behind your ears, and then go for a lovely meal? And that doesn't really work. No, no. That's like the really opposite of sex. Why don't you yeah. go and have the same row, but in a public place, <laughs> yeah. and pay eighty quid for the privilege? Yes, exactly. Why don't you do that? Because it's that shit. That's why not. Right. Really you come back and you're full, and you're farting, burping, and you're exhausted, and you just, yeah. Yeah. just pass out, and then you feel really guilty the next day. Yeah. 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 So we definitely say. I mean, date night's Sexy. fine if you just want to go and have a film, but don't put pressure on yourself that you've got to then have romance. We. I mean, it's funny because Paul and I always call it romance because we can't say sex. So we have some romance tonight. What, in front of the but kids? you're a sex expert. I know it's bad, isn't it? Well, you can't say we... even when the kids aren't there. No, because we always did that because it was always a bit of a running joke. Because we we struggled a bit to conceive, you see. So I used to say to Paul, rather than saying, "Well, struggled is a is a that's an understatement." But in the beginning days of trying to conceive, I would say it's time for romance because I was doing <laughs> ovulation, you know, kid <laughs> things. And rather than saying, I couldn't bring myself to say we have to go and have sex now. Because mm. if you're trying to have a baby, you have to do it on specific days. Mm. Mm. You get the little smiley face on your ovulation thing and you have to go upstairs. So I'd say, oh, we're gonna, should we go and have some romance? And it, it was just a euphemism. So we still joke about it now because mm-hmm. we say we don't have that much romance. And actually, we don't have the other kind of romance either. <laughs> we've got quite a young baby at home. So mm. six no months feels good to me because I, I think that's... Sometimes it can take much longer than that. I think yeah. Got, oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't presume to tell anybody what the. Well, I remember we had a My mother would probably say forty-five years. <laughs> I do hope so. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a guest once who said uh, within three months. I think she really? said, and um, I was quite taken aback. So I was like, yeah. blimey. No, some women yeah. feel quite horny, especially sometimes yeah. with breastfeeding. It can make them feel really horny, and mm. then they're like, "Got to act on it now." But I loved all the kind of chat before you have kids, where you hear about like oh, what if your kids walk in on you having sex? And I'm like, most people aren't having sex, so it's not really a problem. It's not an issue. Yeah. But well, not very other, often. And the yeah. other thing, you mentioned socks in mm. bed. That's so funny because basically it does actually help you have an orgasm if you're feet are warm. Mm. If, you're, if you're feet I are warm. I am a pioneer. <laughs> Wearing socks or your your other half wearing socks? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> if you're you both wearing socks, no. I, I would, that was just an example. It's a sexy look. There is nothing wrong with socks in bed, listeners. Like, do you wear a sock each? <laughs> well, I think it's the famous the Red Hot Chili Peppers where they did a photo oh, shoot yeah. where they all had socks on their penises, and oh. it was quite interesting because they were kind of big tennis socks. And it was a picture of all of them. And I think everyone was trying to judge roughly what How size big the schlong was, had, yeah. Um, hours the, of the fun, literally hours of fun. Yeah. So, so like, getting back to, like, female pleasure, because it, obviously it's difficult, even for you, Leaky, to say sex mm. and, and the way we own it kind of thing. And so where has this, where do you think this has come from? I mean, obviously there's a whole history of, you know, repression and patriarchy and things like that, but it feels like from the get-go, girls are not talked to about female pleasure. And even when you're talking, getting like sex, sex education, like the clitoris is never mentioned and all those sort of things. And do you think that's changing now? Or? I think it is changing a little bit, but we talked quite a lot about our own sex education and I'm sort of 10 years older than Lisa, so mine was really quite bad. Mm. Um, and I think there still is quite an onus on on contraception so for me it was based I mean ironically all we were taught was that this was how you had a baby so sex was how you had a baby and for girls going to an all-girls school the main message was I think we were given a kind of a a banana and taught how to put a condom on top for contraception so we was kind of that was the kind of thing and there was no mention there was certainly no mention of a woman orgasming. There was kind of this idea that the stuff came out of a guy and it made you pregnant. Yeah. And so you had to be very scared of that. So certainly <laughs> growing up, we had a lot of very fearful rumours and mythology around if you sat on a toilet seat or... I mean, I thought that if you went swimming... Because we used to go swimming with boys at Crystal Palace Swimming Pool. And yeah. I thought they said that boy, if boys ejaculated in the pool, you would get pregnant because, you know, you might swim and they could swim up into your pants and into your swimming costume... Um, you know there were all kinds of weird sort of things it's definitely improved since Mm. then 
Um, but is I that think... not true then, the swimming pool thing? <laughs> I, <don't>... <laughs> I <laughs> thought that's how I, I conceived I mean, I did, the second I did, one. I did try and conceive that way, but it didn't happen. <laughs> um, I think the problem is now is that it's, it's kind of shifted a bit. I think, I think there still isn't much education around pleasure. There's probably more around kind of, hopefully around consent and those kind of things. But I still don't think a lot of women feel that they can ask for what they want. Mm. So it's because it's, sex ed's not just about these are these bits and this is this bit and this does that. It's also kind of like if you don't enjoy that particular thing, then you don't have to do it. Or if mm. you do enjoy this particular thing, you could ask somebody to do that more. So we talk quite a lot about penetration and that being one of the key things. And I didn't really know... All the boys that we sort of hung out with, they thought that things like cunnilingus were absolutely grotesque. I mean, that would be, like, disgusting. Like, they didn't... You know, whereas the expectation was that you always gave them blowjobs. Yeah. So it was always kind of like... Blowjobs were completely normal, and if you wanted to be popular, you were expected to do that. Mm. But there were no boys going around going, I'm really good at cunnilingus, and look at me, I'm really cool. Yeah. Mm. So we've got a whole bit in the book where we talk about... There's an equation between people being really cool and being really good at cunnilingus because it's, it is one of those things where actually men should step up and claim their status as sort mm. of saying do you know what we are really good because that is such an easy way for a woman to orgasm and mm. for a young woman discovering her sexuality she's unlikely to have an orgasm giving some 13 year old boy a, a blowjob very unlikely you know yeah. and like probably and, impossible yeah mm. so i mean i I think there is still quite a lot of shame around it, but it's it's getting better, and we're kind of on a mission to kind of bring it out. But of it. it's kind of in in uh, kind of in no one's interest to talk about it because it's not about making babies, and it's not really about selling porn or whatever. Like you know, if you were to, I don't know. I just sometimes think it's not just the school's job to educate on these matters. It should also be like the porn we see, the films we watch. You know, like everything like how your parents first react when they see you touching yourself like shouldn't be a kind of oh don't do that but parents don't know what to say and it's awkward but at the same time like I think it's okay to be like look that's fine it's private it's just private don't do it in Waitrose yeah yeah no oh yeah or at least Asda I mean that's fine fine. Waitrose no no no, not near the cupcakes yeah I think I think you're so right and especially I'm glad you brought up the whole porn thing because I think we've had it we had an episode about a year or two ago with this amazing woman called Peggy Orenstein and she mm. did a, a whole oh, book on her. Yeah. girls and sex and she said the porn has had such a almost a negative impact on what is expected of girls for men like yeah and like well Anarchy did this thing the porn experiment where she watched a bit of porn every day for the oh. book and she well she, you could probably uh, for a week every day for a week which I'm sure is probably normal for a lot of people so it probably mm. wasn't that unusual but um, that was sort of oh how was that were there any any highlights I haven't watched porn in like 20 years so what, what <laughs> oh it's moved on Helen oh, oh my you goodness have. it's free no, now come, come you come don't come. you don't <laughs> You don't have to pay for it now, and you can just I always think literally about access it. In, uh, the women have extra holes now. Uh, yeah. Last time I watched it was on NH. Post-war consensus, Anna and Bevan said everybody should have access to porn from the cradle to the grave. That's what he said. VHS. I watched it. Really? Do you not watch porn then? Never. Only that one time. Really? Yeah. It's funny because that was a, yeah, I mean, it was a revelation to me. Even just talk, women talking about watching porn, I think, is quite controversial because we're educated to think that it's quite, again, it's disgusting and it's shameful and we shouldn't do it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I did watch it. But, I mean, what was interesting is that it's it's all men. Well, maybe I don't know how to search for the right things, so I'm just on a standard porn site. And basic, it's, it's basic all bitch porn hub. Men <laughs> penetrating things, yeah. penetrating yeah. work surfaces, tables, people, orifices, and it's it's just there's no real. It sets up really. If you were a young boy watching this or a teenage boy watching this, your expectation would be that you walk into a room, you take your trousers off, yeah. The woman immediately orgasms just at the sight. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you are Tom Selleck, that's. <laughs> That's not unrealistic. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. it's like your waters are broken. The, 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 the <laughs> and then you do no work. There's no sort of effort on the on the man's part. Yeah. It's kind of you don't even have to take the bits out. Maybe a little tweak of a nipple here and there, but it can't really be asked to do anything else. And then it goes straight into penetration, right. usually vaginally and anally. 
and facially. So it's basically, you know, all the by multiple people. Oh, both so ears. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone is turned on right now where everyone has a boner. But it's just funny. In one ear and out the other side. <laughs> you become very desensitized and i did describe it as sort of saying after a while you you sort of see people in the park so i'd see other dads in the park you know if i was hanging out after school and i would immediately sort of see see them at it you know see them humping things and imagining what their bum looks like when they're humping things so so it gives you this really sort of one track mind Mm. because i think when we were younger you might have had a bit of a dirty mag or whatever. We had a Jackie Collins book that was passed around that had little dirty bits that were underlined. But actually, by the time you got with a boy, it was still quite mysterious in terms of what was going on. Yeah. Whereas now there's this kind of expectation, and it must be really hard, I think, is hard, sorry. But there is, there probably is quite difficult for young people now that they've seen so much sex before they come to the actual act itself. And there's all these expectations. And, and unfortunately, a lot of it is not around women orgasming and I think also there's pressure on women like when I was in my 20s and, and the, in, the internet was kind of, the internet was coming up and you know <laughs> porn was kept being a thing at the turn yes, of the century at the turn of the century um, and like I think there was a pressure this new pressure emerged as well because because not all dudes are terrible dudes right and some of them really want you to have mm. a good time but then their perception is that unless you're absolutely screaming your head off uh, frankly, as if you're being murdered, mm. <laughs> um, then all the time, then you're not having a good time. And also that all all women, like the, the, the road to orgasm for women is completely uphill. Mm. Like the graph just goes up and up and up until you get louder and louder and louder until you sort Like of, a boiling kettle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's not, like for me, that's not necessarily how it works. You know what I mean? It can be up and down and you can be like, oh, I'm a bit bored of this now. Let's try that and let's mm. do this. And, yeah, you know. totally. And actually we get like, a lot of men contacting us going like, you're doing important work, girls. You know, I feel like I'm in the army or something. Like, I'm really heroic. <laughs> like, this isn't brave, really, what we're Changing doing. Changing lives, yes. Yeah, I feel like you're I the am. Nelson like, Mandela of sex, that's what you are. I love that. Right, that's going on the front <laughs> Done. Done. So, if they say, oh, you're doing important work, because they kind of agree. Like, it's, it's like easy to think it's this weird conspiracy, but actually it's just because no one can be asked to talk about it, really, because it's not apparently that important. But actually... Men want girls to have a good time. They really do. And actually, like, it doesn't have to take that long. And that's what we discovered in the research is we did a big poll and we found out that really women can orgasm in four minutes. So it's not exactly a big outlay of time. Four minutes. Four minutes, mm. mate. Listen, we yeah. don't ever give Ellie a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am going to break that Guinness I, World oh, Record. Yes. I have known this woman for six years and I just saw that little twinkle in her eye. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Pass me that twinkle. <laughs> Pass me that cucumber right now. Let's give it a go. Four minutes. Hang on. How do you do it? I don't think I've ever done it in four minutes. Somebody gave me somebody. If you had a sex toy, you would definitely do it. Yes, I got this thing recently. What was called? Was it called the magic wand? Uh, I think it was called a baby's arm holding an apple. That's it what it looks like. Yeah. It's from Love Honey. Or... Oh, the Darth Vader. Is it very it long? It looks like one? a Darth Vader. It's, 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 it's plugged in in the mains, right? <laughs> you see these? Have I you see reviewed them? one. Fucking hell, it's like a bulldozer. Yeah. Okay, and all it has is like a, a little dial which you, you increase with your thumb. And wow! <laughs> How many minutes, Helen? I will go home and tell you later. <laughs> it, was, it was something like very quick. Yeah. It wasn't... It, and also, unlike other things with like rabbits and you know the ones that go those ones, you, you require more sort of elbow movement. Mm. This one, you just put it on, you're like ding dong, and I'm away. Exactly. Yeah. And the other one, the new gen versions, I'm very keen on. First of all, we wanted to bring you some sex toys, but actually, PRs don't send them to us anymore because we're always so rude about them. Well, because we're honest, we do. We are honest if we don't like oh, them. Oh, so we need to write to them. Okay. The new gen that's coming out that I love and. Um, Anarchy's not that keen, but they're like, they basically suck your clitoris, right? And they are tiny. Like a mollusk. It's very small. It's basically a small... God, that is such a turn on, but yeah. small thing with a kind of, like a, a little hole in the top, but it kind of goes like this. But I find it quite painful so I sort of I don't know I, I, what's this one called sorry this is I think that one is that called well there's the, two there's like the satis 
Fire and so it's the Maximizer. The Womanizer. Like They're that. all called basically like nineties boy band names. Right. Okay. Yeah. With Y's yeah. in places <laughs> that they shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. And Z's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they designed it so like on the back it's got a picture of Brian McFadden, things like that. Yes. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> they all have curtains. Yeah. <laughs> but um we were sent the penguin, it's the first thing we were sent and they I said, Can you send three? Because me, Cherry and Anarchy all need to review it. And I was like, what is this? And it, it was very euphemistic in its language. It didn't say, all I needed to say was, it sucks the clitoris. It basically mm. came up with all these ridiculous... Pleasurable, takes you to the realms of the highest mountain and brings you back home. And we and were like, just stuff. tell us what it is. And um, it's called a, a penguin, right? Penguin satisfier. And like, I, I tried it and I was like, I didn't know I had a thing for penguins, but maybe I do because it was amazing. And basically... Does it look like a penguin? Yeah, like there's one version you get that's Sexy. like black and white... <laughs> And it's even like, it like the penguin from Batman. <laughs> that would be really villas, oh, yeah. Smoking a long cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us like a bad boy, what can I say? But one of them's wearing like a little bow tie. Honestly, it's hilarious. Oh. But I don't know where the designers like get their ideas from, but they're kind well, of the business. Arctic by all <laughs> But it is getting better. I mean that's the thing, is I think yeah. it was kind of in the old days it would be it was very much just penises. It was like enormous pe- I remember going into a sex shop once in Soho. I mean now they, they must be all defunct now because mm. I was thinking, you know, those old sort of plastic curtains. Oh, you know, yeah, with the to come red in and be a man and, in a little yeah. cloth cap looking a bit dodgy with a long anorak. You know, it was yeah. that kind of Wanking scene. off, yeah. 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 <laughs> and you'd go in and, and the dildos were very frightening because they were very large and veiny and, and frightening and scary. And I think now, finally, people have clocked on to the fact that maybe that's not what women fantasise about. Like, maybe actually it's something designed... Maybe it's penguins. Maybe it's penguins. <laughs> maybe it's penguins. <laughs> Tiny little bunny rabbits, or maybe a thing that looks like a giant microphone. There's actually something that's still There's in an animal theme emerging. Yeah. Yes, it <laughs> is. Rather than the bolt, something the about penetrating again. Yeah. I just think men walk around going, penetrate, penetrate, yeah. penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no, you've got it all wrong. Oh, no. like, you know. And Dr. Carolyn, we work with a lot, like, you know, she's a proper sex expert and a clinical psycho sexologist is that right I think so a sexologist. yeah she's got, right. she's, yeah so she's I mean she's brilliant but she sort of she talks quite a lot about that and I think the kind of idea that we're all brought up to just believe that sex equals man putting penis into vagina Whereas actually, if you think about sex, it doesn't have to just be that limiting in terms of what you're doing. That's one of the totally. And women's well. magazines have a lot to account for. But one thing I did pick up from reading women's magazines as I was sort of growing up was how not very many women can orgasm from penetrative sex. No. And actually, 80% of women can't, which is an amazing statistic and one that people don't know about. So 80% of women need something to do with their clitoris going on in order to orgasm so whether it's a penguin or a polar bear any yes, kind of some animal shaped plastic walrus uh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the new one coming out oh yes. yeah walrus because in your in your book because I you've got, you've got great lists and recommendations but you talk about how your partner can get involved remotely so if you're mm. away then they can <laughs> yes they can they can play you while you're yeah. you know because we play you're a guitar yeah no like you're if you're at the premier inn and you're like you can text up and go oh i'm gonna pop it in now we talked a lot oh, about because oh. we like, <laughs> predict about the play away or about the future yeah. you're thinking about about the future of kind of what's going to happen with sex toys and one of them is obviously doing remote sort of being able to mm. control things and toys but the other one is obviously having sex with avatars so that's a whole other area which will be developed which you obviously have sex dolls so you have kind of you can I, have a doll I'm not, not one of those but if you wanted to for example have is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy Killian. 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 so if you had Killian Murphy an avatar I'd take either one of them I think they're both him. lovely yeah. I don't care how you say your name yeah. in, theory, in the future that we could be having that kind of virtual sex with an avatar yeah. and it's quite interesting in terms of ethics because you're kind of like is that being unfaithful what about poor old Killian because he's not agreed to have sex with you like if you met him in a bar he'd probably be like oh I don't really fancy that <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> speak for yourself the, uh, the, the night I met Ellie Gibson she did a joke about spicing up your sex life by wearing a Billy Piper mask yes yeah. but that was actually based in, in I did a joke about the yeah. a real letter that was in the Guardian oh, right really? quite a, a, a sort of younger woman yeah. saying that she was in this relationship with this bloke and um, it was a serious letter, and and he liked her to wear a mask 
of um, and it's I think it said something like either or, Billy Piper or, or someone from Girls Aloud yeah. <laughs> and like she was like is this normal is it just a thing should I go along with it and that is a weird question isn't it because there it is, is that fine line some, some people are turned on by feet or weeing mm. or you know or popping we, balloons um, like this we got a whole strange. range of if you google on Amazon I mean that probably is a really cheap um, sex tip but at some of our events you can get masks of just about everyone celebrity masks oh I've yeah got, well, they quite... feature a lot in our, our shows yeah. Yeah. we've now so got one of Rick Astley you can do yeah, yeah. Kevin, to good use. Kevin Bacon yeah. or I mean Dave Grohl who's uh, sort of I absolutely yeah. think he's amazing we used to simulate sex in our old show as Jeff Goldblum and Mary Berry <laughs> an image yeah. which I feel like many people would never be able <laughs> to that's a very cheap way somewhere has like yeah. uploaded that to YouTube and is jacking off to it <laughs> people have put pictures of it on Instagram and every time I see it even oh, I'm could. weirded out by it I know we think that Boing. was, was okay. it yeah. very cheap sort of sex tips you could spend a lot of money on a very expensive hotel or you know getting beautiful agent provocateur underwear or your partner just puts on the Dave Grohl mask and you put on the Mary yeah. Berry mask yeah. <laughs> do men really like the underwear that's the other thing because I've known quite a lot of men who were like well, that's just like, that's the wrapping paper. I want the present. I don't really care about the, you I mean, know. it's interesting. We should probably do our next sort of survey, I think, would be interesting to talk to men because I'm interested in that. But I think there's a real distinction between the underwear that men like and the underwear that women like. Mm. So I know early on in our relationship with Paul and I, I remember he he bought me, I don't know if you've ever had this with your partner, very small underwear. So oh, yes. Of, I'm gesturing a very small pair of underwear. Like a doll size. So kind yeah. of yeah. very small. And it's a I'm series so of string. old. It was yeah. just, it was when everyone had strings, mm. you know, and it was kind of like a black string with red ribbon on each side. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the kind of thing that if, if Kylie Minogue wore it, she'd probably just about get away with it. But me, definitely not. And I remember unpacking it. He'd obviously spent quite a lot of money oh. on it. It was a very, very small uncomfortable piece of you know underwear and I thought it's so funny that that's what he thinks and it had four diamante diamonds oh. at the front oh sounds Whoa. classy I just Whoa. remember him I remember thinking that's his <laughs> that's obviously what he finds sexy because men it's often the, the cliche is kind of the red or the kind of you know body stockings made out of lace and that kind of thing whereas women yeah. I think are a bit more attracted to slightly more subtle I don't know I don't like itchy oh, scratchy it's, tiny yeah no but it's more pants. about confidence I think actually from the guys that have contacted us or whatever they just want their partners to feel good about themselves and yeah. that is the problem is that after having kids quite often women just don't there's been so many knocks to their confidence they've lost their identity they sometimes change their body shape or whatever and they're not wearing the clothes that they used to wear and they just don't feel good about themselves and they can't bring much to the bedroom and they can't you actually it's mm. again it's difficult to orgasm if you're not feeling very body confident good about your body no there's quite a lot of studies around that you weirdly. don't let go do you no you, don't, you can't you, you and you're, go, don't look at me don't look yeah, at me yeah exactly and that's not helped by porn and it's not helped by like seeing you know a particular type of beauty and I think a lot of guys they're just like they were saying to us when we did our survey they were like I still love her she's so beautiful she just doesn't feel it and that was the problem so I reckon if the underwear if you're feeling good in your mm. underwear if it's comfy for you if you want to rock those like post c-section pants as I did and still cut a hole in your reminisce down below mm. oh, that is because the other no. thing I'm interested in I'm going to upcycle yeah. <laughs> yeah. bye bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that campaign who needs to cut a hole <laughs> <laughs> in the whole hair and no hair thing because that's a real generational thing so it's generational and genitalia this is because we sometimes literally no hair at all because it's funny I I go to the beautician and she was shocked because she was like I said I wanted to have my bikini line done and she was like okay and I said you know I've only had it done a a few times I usually do it at home and she was like but you, what, you do the whole lot at home. And I said, what do you mean? I said, just these bits that are on the side, the sideburns. Yeah, outside the pants. And she was like, no, no, but, you know, you, you do the whole thing, <laughs> don't you? And I was like, I've never done the whole thing. Like, I know I have one friend who did it when she got married and she really went on honeymoon and she was frantic. Something old, something blue. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she was like, just the sideburns. I call it the reverse Yorkshireman. <laughs> just... <laughs> This That's idea that you have to constantly be completely devoid of hair, and men as well. And when you look at the shape of, if you look at a, I think most genitalia benefits from a bit of hair. But it's so personal, and I kind of think with those things, it doesn't. It's like anything. It's like what's normal. If you find someone that likes you wearing a Billy Piper mask and you like it, then that's fine. Yeah. Cool, isn't it's it? fine. If you like having a nudie fanny, go for your life. You go for it. Yeah, so we're not judgmental about it. It's just no. it's interesting how things come in and out of fashion. And uh, my friend said after she had a Brazilian and had her first wank, it felt like um, she was feeding a horse. Mm. <laughs> 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 no, it's really funny. It's a sugar cube. Yeah. Talk about oh, sort of, um, 
earth because I can remember like the second well recently when I had had um, Greta when I gave birth it was very painful and it was very quick but nevertheless I still several times said I'm really sorry I've not had time to do my bikini line so I was kind of roaring with pain but I was still kind of conscious of the fact that I was hairier than I possibly would have liked to have been <laughs> and then I spoke to somebody else and they were saying that's the thing now that most women would do is before their due date they usually would get that all taken care of so they kind of book in their beautician before they go. I don't know if you did that, Lisa. But well, I had C-sections, so I did But you'd still, yeah. but you would kind of, and it's funny because I, I thought, it's so ridiculous how women are programmed, even in that moment of complete oh, shame. pain yeah. and kind of feeling really sort of like you're beyond in another world. You're still thinking, well, I wonder if I'm a bit So sorry, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. really sorry. That Maybe I'll have a bajazzle. <laughs> so I have to cheer up the doctor. I know. Spruce up While he's sewing me up. How many times should we, you know, have the wank you know, in the week. I mean, have you got tips for this? I would recommendations. Is it like your five a day? Yeah, yeah, exactly it? right. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's a really yoga yeah, every damn day, wank yeah. every damn day. No, it's probably we, good to do it. I mean, it would, there's never any pressure to do something a certain number of times. But if you look at, I mean, you know, how anxious we are and busy and overloaded, and mm. it's definitely not, you know, doing it every day or three or four times a week, or you know, there's no that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah, we think. weirdly have never talked about times frequency or anything like that because I think people get really obsessed with I'm not doing like I'm not having sex enough and whatever and actually it's so weird but like even just masturbating is radical enough for some women to get their heads around so the idea that they also have a quota but I guess what we're trying to say is use it as part of your self-care so don't always think you have to spend loads of money on new clothes new makeup spa break or whatever like there's loads of health benefits to having an orgasm what are they lisa what are the health oh, well, benefits um increased continence better uh, heart health better skin um oh. decreased like like basically people that have great orgasms whether they be wanking ones or partnered ones genuinely present as, as younger and healthier as people that don't really yeah and also that's Killian Murphy's secret I yes. know he looks so young yeah. <laughs> but he is quite young isn't he? Yeah, no, probably, he is yeah probably quite young he won't look young by the time I finish with him <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and yes. I, uh, yeah. yeah and also it's just also if you if you do the wanking thing as a woman which I know shouldn't sound like a taboo but often it is it's then better for your sex life because you know your own body, first of all, and also the more you orgasm, the quicker and easier it gets. So if you're leaving it for your six-monthly date night with your other half, you're putting quite a lot of pressure on your other half to get the work mm. done, whereas if you're sort of helping yourself, and also it's yeah. good, it helps It's like sleep. an outboard motor. Mm. You've got to keep it ticking over. Yeah, but that's an interesting exactly. one. Exactly. It's like keeping yeah. essential heating on. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best. Kind of drain, drain the pipes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> got to bleed the old radiator. That's what we call it in this house. Get the essential heating going. It's like the best um, household tip I've ever had was like, keep your central heating on for an hour a day even through the summer because then it means that your pipes wait is this a metaphor are you actually talking about well, this central is an interesting heating? no metaphor yeah. okay <laughs> this, is, this interesting, is literally um... central heating but it's it can be applied even with my best friend that i've known since i was 11 we never talked about masturbating at all and then i remember one day and we, we put this in the book one day she i think much much later on i was like were you masturbating all that time because we used to talk about sex we talked about boys boys we'd snogged all this other stuff but we never talked about that and she was like yeah of course you know and I was like yeah. this is my best friend you know and yeah. I never ever talked about it and it was because it was so full of shame you know to yeah. sort of admit that and you were worried because that's the only problem with sex like if you sort of go oh do you get aroused whenever you eat a monster munch or do you get aroused <laughs> do you then, well, no, no, but I can remember someone saying to me <laughs> depends like, if it's pickled onion or roast beef <laughs> oh, you can only sort of admit something that sort of turns you off yeah like, kind of like oh you know ski boots I mean they're really arousing aren't they and someone's like no and you're like oh I'm really weird like I yeah. won't say anything else you know that's and I think women especially, the whole masturbation thing, I mean, all women masturbate, but we just don't talk about it, you know. Yeah, it's like when you like you don't, If you read Red magazine, you won't see Renee Zellweger, you know, publicising her latest role and saying how she really relaxed every day by masturbating frantically in her trailer every no. night. No, no. Thinking about that, film, <laughs> that time she had that scene with Colin Firth. <laughs> no. <laughs> we might do now. Yeah. I doubt it. And, and do same-sex couples get in touch with you? Because obviously we're, we're all heterosexual, but um, in uh, lesbian relationships and gay relationships, it's a different playing field because... Yeah, and the orgasm gap that we talk about. <coughs> so, like, straight women have fewer orgasms than anybody else mm. on this planet. It's so sad. And then... But 
straight men and gay men have quite a lot, followed by um, bisexual men, followed by lesbians, followed by bisexual women. So we have quite a lot in common with bisexual women. And so to me, that was like, well, if I was being scientific about it, which I never normally am, but like, it's about how women are interacting with men. Because mm-hmm. women say, what we have in common is men, Lisa. That's, <laughs> that's the common fucking denominator. <laughs> and it's how we're interacting with them, because men and men are doing all right. You yeah, know, yeah. they're doing okay. So it's kind of like, right, how do you how do you get this communication going? It's funny because I've got I mean I've got sort of I've got a few gay friends who just say that they're better at asking for what they want. Mm. So they don't sort of, you know, this whole sort of timid sort of, oh, would you mind if you just put your hand a bit up to the left there? And, oh, I'm not sure I'm quite wrong. Yeah. There's none of that. It's just like, you know. Put the Tom Selleck mask on. <laughs> just put the mask on. Put the mask on. I know, yeah. exactly. Get the wham shorts. Get the wham shorts. Now eat the monster munch. I'm suddenly seeing a whole rise of people Googling in Amazon for Killian Murphy masks. Yeah. Which I'm sure do exist. We should put them in our merch shop. I know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's just, let's get into, have we got any more like practical tips? Like I'm thinking like maybe for someone who has recently had a baby, have you got any tips for that first time sex oh, jam? It's so boring. It's literally the most boring thing ever, but pelvic floor really does need work. And mm. we've got a chapter called pelvic floor, bear with us, literally bear with us because we know it is so dull, but it is really important because when it gets the weight of a baby on the pelvic floor muscle, which basically goes from your like pubic bone to the kind of like where your bum is essentially and it's and it's holding up the bladder the anus everything all these sexy things um and the baby is weighing down on it and so by the end whether you've had a vaginal birth or not like it's fucked basically Mm. and you need to get it back into into shape in order for sex not to be painful and also it's quite good not to wee yourself quite useful so doing the kegel exercises are quite important and it's really boring but it does make sex better and orgasms easier as i found out aha uh-huh. but it depends how you're built but i basically found by doing like lots of really good pelvic floor work that i was like oh actually it's like, funny how you say pelvic feeling floor, a bit like, orgasmic already going <laughs> everyone's <laughs> saying <laughs>
So they do have a sexy side. It's like me trying to be a teacher going like, ooh, maths can be fun. But it's true. Like, yeah. it is. It, it can really help, depending on how you're built, obviously. But um, So that's one thing. And lube is really useful. We love lube because I sometimes think it gets things going. It gets the party started. Mm. It really does, because if things are kind of quicker... It's like and the Pringles. Yeah. Pop yes. open that... <laughs> once you pop you can't stop that's the problem exactly go for that so those are our two like real starter like base level tips also I would say don't feel pressured that you need to because there is a having a baby it's not just obviously the physical toll it takes on you but you've got if you're breastfeeding or whatever feeding you're doing you've got this little person on you pretty much 24-7 and we've got cats as well at home and I know that basically if you've got kids and cats you know baby and kids and cats it, there's a lot of kind of things sitting on you all day oh that's why I can't have cats I can so bear it the minute the kids are in bed so we sort of put the kids to bed and our cats are so needy because cats do need love I mean they're independent but they love to sit sinister, on laps. sinister creatures the minute literally you sit down two of them are on your lap oh. and I, I mean I love my cats we've had them for 11 years and they're getting really sad and old now but I will literally physically push them off me onto the floor and so if Paul then would make an advance on me mm. I think I would be similar in that I just I <laughs> need floor, to have yeah. <laughs> an hour or two with nobody touching yeah, my body yeah, definitely you want pussy here have this cat <laughs> <laughs> no cats no dance. babies yeah. nothing so yeah. just don't put pressure on yourself that you need to suddenly have this amazing because a lot of that pressure like snap back into shape you know get your sex life back on track it's it can take quite a long time and you know that's fine I'm still you know, nine months in, and we haven't done it, and that's. I mean, I, I mean, that's probably quite normal. I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And what about somebody who's maybe further on down the line? So you've had the babies, you're sort of back on track, but for whatever reason, you're mm. not having sex, and maybe you think, do you know what? Yes, I am too tired. There are things mm. I'd rather do. You know, like hang the laundry out. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. What if you don't? If you just don't feel sexy within yourself, what? Mm. Have a rubbish shag. If like sex droughts, that's another thing that people come to us quite often about, and it's because they've just left it so long, it becomes then just too awkward. It's like if someone hmm. farts and there's a bad smell, and then no one could admit it. And if you just said it first of all, then it would be fine. But you leave it too long, and it gets really awkward. And that happens a lot. Are you supposed to not admit it? Because Helen and I are almost proud oh. of them. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> we, should, we will now preempt it. We'll say to each other, just like if we're on the way to a show, just to warn you, had lentils for lunch today. <laughs> I know, but the increase like vegan diet this is more of a problem right? yeah, yeah. But oh, we'll don't, you don't want to be nearer in January it's a bloody nightmare <laughs> yeah. but yeah sorry so yeah, but then it's, no beer it's, so it's kind of yeah. better if you're doing dry January mm. so like with like couples that haven't had sex for a long time sometimes they just need to basically grab each other and have quite a shit shag. and do you just it's grab not... each other or do you have the conversation do you no, say no you don't need to you, you could, could have, have a conversation, conversation yeah. but quite often what we find is the recurring theme is literally just right I've had enough I'm just going to go over and kiss him or her and we're just going to do it and we're going to get it over and done with because it's like the elephant in the room that needs to be confronted. Mm. We just need to do it and it doesn't <laughs> The elephant be... in the room needs to be sucked off. That's <laughs> the bottom line. <laughs> I feel like an elephant. Yeah. Anyway. And then it gets much easier after that because you're like, right, done, tick. But also I suppose it doesn't have to be amazing. No, it's sex. rubbish. It's just exactly. I, I would some say some, one of the things that it worked for a friend of mine <laughs> have have a roast... Mm-hmm. Like a sun, a nice Sunday lunch. That's a whole a f- other sex thing, though, at roast, don't you? Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm just... trying to. Yeah, so, so <laughs> make, a nice, make a nice lunch. You know, yeah. you or the, your partner have a few nice glasses of wine, and as soon as you have a cup of glass of wine, you're like, <laughs> put a DVD on with the kids, go upstairs, mm. give yourself ten minutes, and then it's done. Exactly, it doesn't need to take long. It no. really doesn't. And I think that's the other thing. Like, we're not sex experts, and we never say we are. We haven't studied sex. I mean, as if you can really. And if you did, that whole week. I did. I did a week of <laughs> a whole week of training. Yeah. A whole week That's of like training. a GCSE. Basically. <laughs> I've got my university open um, yeah, university. Yeah, yeah. But we just found like sex tips just didn't really speak to us because they were all about like, oh, wear a push-up bra so that you can give your man mm. a tip wank and all of this stuff, which is all well and good. But I was kind of like, these tips do not speak to me, and they never really have done, and they're always delivered by someone who like looks like but also it's very propagating sexy. that whole idea that it's about pleasing them 
rather than pleasing yourself necessarily because it's kind of like dressing up in sexy underwear or putting high heels on or that kind of thing yeah and I think people are often quite disappointed if like Mm. people are like oh if you meet someone and they're like what are you working on oh I've written a book about orgasms and they start rubbing their thighs and get and then you're then you start banging on about the pelvic floor and they're like oh god deeply unsexy but I sort of think a lot of this is really quite darn boring and it's about getting the basics right and also not trying to be like I'm going to have a sex dungeon or a sex party. It's You're about normalising it. And that's what it means. It is just yeah. a basic human need and want. And, and you, you feel like you have to... It has to be performative. It has mm. to be some kind of show. When it can be just... You know, it's a lovely thing yeah. you do. Something nice. Yeah. A little enhanced cuddle. Yeah. Magic cuddle. Magic cuddle. <laughs> it's just perfect. I always worry a bit because I feel like we're so... I mean, I because I've... I've been out of the workplace for a couple of years and then sort of recently got a new job and I just noticed how much everyone's on their phones now. Like, you know, it used to be, this is, I was like, oh, grandma, but you know, like people never used to walk around with headphones on and watching a film while they're mm. walking along a train platform. So I was at Clapham Junction mm. and I mean, we would have thought that was crazy. Like you've been like, well, you're watching a film and you're walking on a train, pla- you're going to walk under a train. But this is the majority of the people in the rush hour are, are doing this. I, I remember going to Japan um, years ago and getting on the subway and like everybody was looking at their phones. Thinking how weird. And I was like, wow, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, our cultures are so different. Yeah. And now, and now of course, I'm like, oh no, in the UK we're just really backwards because <laughs> we had shit phones <laughs> they knew what they were doing those Japanese guys exactly. yeah. I feel like it's I feel like there's a bit of a tendency where we're sort of moving away from connection yeah. because we're kind of you know, like nobody talks on the phone. They have to text. It's like, I can't be fucking texting me. What the fuck is she texting me? And I've got to text her back and I've got to choose an emoji and all this other shit. But actually, if your phone rings, you're like, how fucking rude. Somebody's actually caught. They want to speak to me. How you know? dare they? And you sex have to do is least, like really yeah. intimate and it takes effort. And it's a bit kind of, you might have to have a shower afterwards. And you're not going to be able to just press an emoji and get it done. Like it's not, it's not quick and easy. And I worry a little bit that we're kind of moving towards this kind of like, we're all just in our own little bubbles sort of, you know, posting things and tippy tapping away and watching films and absorbing content, and then sex kind of ends up being something that we absorb that we through our eyes, but mm. we don't really engage with anymore. I mean, that that's quite painful. Absorbing. You know, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I've, I've you need a lot of lube for I've that one. I've actually been on a bus like where a guy's watched porn. No, yeah, that's yucky. I, I think that that is not. Oh, especially when that it's a driver, rare. it's a health and safety <laughs> issue. The driver sometimes has got the headphones on and he's holding up his, you know, his screen. It just, I don't know. I think in a way it's very healthy if we sort of remind ourselves that just to be with another person and, you know, that's not not, not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing. We need mm. to do more of that. And yeah. we also sort of point out that it doesn't, you don't have to spend any money. Like you're not going to, you're not going to be online shopping at ASOS with those 10 minutes that you're having a shag with your partner no that's another time when you're not buying stuff unless yeah. you're buying a large dildo that you need to plug in and yes <laughs> yeah the electricity bills after this uh, <laughs> Vader, yeah, yeah exactly through the roof oh well there we go i think we've completed sex guys oh, basically yes. I think we've absolutely nailed it we've done it so your book is called more orgasms please why female pleasure matters it's out now available oh, in all good bookshops you also got an oh you've answered book. my favorite question oh, where, where can you get your book amazon yeah. basically yeah and <laughs> also if you don't want to read it then you can listen to it because we've done an, uh, an audiobook <gasps> version as well that's oh. awesome on the audible and whatnot yes Excellent. Yeah, so, so did you both just we read did it, it out? Yeah, we did. Did you yeah. do it in a sexy voice? That's <laughs> what I was Probably not. It makes me feel slightly, because I get, I, it's really funny, like, I get contacted on Instagram by a lot of men in the military. I need to just check whether this is a normal thing. I do too. <laughs> so I do I get American a lot of men in the military. Going, hi. Hey, <laughs> hi, honey. And then when I look at their profile, it's like a 70-year-old guy doing a salute, an army salute against an American flag. Yes, oh, I have the really same strange. ones. I think they're obviously so, after I do worry slightly 40s. about the audio, <laughs> the audio books. I still think maybe those are the men that might be listening to it mm. whilst they're firing various missiles into the air. <laughs> yeah. Is that a metaphor? Yes, the pelvic floor really chapters suddenly yeah. they, they prefer to be at war than reading yeah, actually, this is, yeah this is not what I thought I, I, I once did a hashtag because I was um, on my fashion account Helen Wizard size 18 and I was like modelling a bra and then I just went hashtag boobs and I just got a whole mm-hmm. swathe of new mm-hmm. followers I was like oh is that what they're just putting into the thing <laughs> hashtag boobs <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah.
keep getting people that call like Derek and Brick. <laughs> they always just do hello. I don't know. It's, like, it's like hello, and then you're like going to go, "Hi, I'm in love with you. Let's meet." Oh my it's god! Nice. I just want to see my tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time hi, to write. Hi, darling. Let's say something. Hi, honey, and you're like, ah, block. Shall we? Shall we finish up as always with some scummy mummy confessions? We should. Now, who who wants to go first? Um. Well. My, I am quite a scummy mummy, and so I'm not really prioritising tidying the house ever. So that's not really my scummy mummy story, but I'm sort of like reclaiming the word slut in its old form. I would definitely rather have an orgasm than tidying my house. That's scummy a tough mummy. call for me, by the way. I've got to say I'm thinking about Ooh, that one. what would you choose? Elise, you've got 15 minutes before the school runs. Oh, it depends. What would you do? How, how bad, how bad is the house? <laughs> how bad is, 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 the, yeah, is the spice rack out of alphabetised order? <laughs> That's a tough one. There is something about mental health, feeling, and, and domestic chores, definitely. Yeah, so uh, people yeah, are tidying up because they want to. It's gorgeous. I'm messing around. Of course, I'd rather have an orgasm, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. I feel more relaxed and I feel more able to not think about, you know, yeah, the tidy. state of the yeah, house yeah. when it's tidy. So I think that is, mm. yeah. Mm. But in terms of scummy mummy confessions, so when we had our book launch, we did it at a lovely place called Shush Women's Store, and it is so oh, nice. Oh, was it in Hoxton? Yes. Mm. And it's like I remember going past going, why is it called shush? Why is it called shush? Anyway, walk through. It's like the mullet of sex shops because you go through and it's like an antique shop and a cafe mm. and it's all avocado. It's the mullet of sex shops. Yes, because it's like two. Oh, and then round the back, is good, it's the party side <laughs> through a little curtain and all kinds of sex toys are on sale there and the staff are really amazing. And they hosted our book launch, which was so kind of them. They were happy with sales, so they gave me a little freebie and it was this thing called a Tenga egg. Have you heard of it? No. no. Basically, it's a sex toy for men and I mean literally they gave us the example of like you're watching TV and you can basically sling it over your partner's dick and use it as a zero effort hand job it's basically like a slimy vagina I'm really selling it aren't I but it's cheap it's like 10 pounds always sells really well it's like a proper sellout she gave me one for free and I have to say from certain angles it looks like a kinder egg It sounds amazing. So my son found it and was like, what's that, mummy? So I was like, oh, it's um, oh, it's like a kinder egg, but for grown-ups. Oh, can I have some? No, 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 you can't. Why not? And I had to say, like, it's spicy. It's spicy chocolate, because that's the one thing you won't have. Is like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best offence. Yeah. So he was like, okay, and walked off. And I was like, that's All right. awkward. Done, though. Done, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'll never ask again. So my scummy mummy confession is that, so tonight we were waiting for you guys to come and we were sorting the house out and then... Um, and Pete was like, oh, who is it who you've got coming tonight? And I was like, oh, Anarchy and Lisa. And he's like, who, who? Uh, they're, they're experts. Uh, what did you say? And I said, they, they're going to talk about their gardens. Yeah. Lady garden. Lady, and then and then yeah. And then and then you said, yeah ladies, birds. ladies, and their gardens, and, and then the things bir- people put in the gardens, and birds and bees, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And, and then, Pete still didn't get it yet. So yeah. got birds and the bees. And then this little voice from the top of the stairs went, "I know what you're talking about." <laughs> He's a bright lad, he's that a bright Charlie. Spark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll be subscribing, liking, yeah. commenting on this he episode. He can do what he likes as long as he doesn't get anyone pregnant, though. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Helen? Oh, I think, oh, yes, yes. So, recently, um, my husband and I were sitting uh, in our bedroom, and our son um, ran in. He was in the nude, he'd gone to the toilet, and he'd um, obviously gone to the poo, uh, gone to the toilet, done a poo, and he came in and sat on the bed with his bed button. Oh. <laughs> Left like a little brown donut uh, impression of his bum on our sheet, oh, and I just washed it, and that was just a little oh. little. But little some people step. do that with baby footprints, and actually the bum print that could be a new phenomenon. You can sell <laughs> those on Instagram because <laughs> you have those beautifully framed baby yeah, frame oh, oh, that's nice. A little poo bum. Oh, that's oh, a little poo bum. Little, little thing. beautiful thing. Nice. You could date it at the bottom. Yeah. We had one of my favourite confessions ever from one of our shows was. Um, this woman had gone to John Lewis and begged them to sell her the mock-up of the baby, you know, the baby plaster of Paris feet <laughs> thing because she just hadn't got it together to get one done for the second child. <laughs> she was like, just please, just sell me that one. I don't even know. I know it's not really him. Well, I haven't done it for either of my kids and I'm thinking, I mean, I can probably do it at their fifth birthday, right? Or 18. Yeah. You know, it's like as long as you do it at Little some hands, point. little yeah. hands. That's fine. I mean, you know, what are you going to do with it anyway? Do you know Seriously, I mean? they'll end up just chucking it in the skit. Oh, well, there we go. Oh. Amazing scene. 
please. Thank you very much. Literally, thank you for coming. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can come and see us live. Go to scummymummies.com for dates. Yeah, we're going up and down the country and we'll be, yeah, we're doing Christmas shows, the whole shebang. We're always on tour, Ellie. Do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and of course follow us on social media where can everyone find you ladies at the hotbed collective yeah mm-hmm. on instagram and on amazon if you google more orgasms please you you should find us or i dare you to ask for us in your local bookshop why not why yeah. not Excellent. even the shit wh smiths and forest hill i maybe mean, oh yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you've you. been lovely guests, and I feel, you know, educated and aroused. Oh, so, what can that's I say, ladies? Nice. Yeah, what a treat. <laughs> Job done. Oh, thank you very much. It's been our pleasure. Until next time. Glasses were getting steep. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.